0: You're listening to No Guts, No Galaxy. Like a boss.
1: No Guts, No Galaxy is recorded in front of a live studio audience. This is an adult podcast containing adult language. Consider yourself warned. This episode of the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast is brought to you by Clan Jade Falcon. We are
0: Jade Falcon, great among the clans. We are warriors who fight with the strength of the falcon's claw and ascend to the heavens on the wings of the same. We remember with the clarity of falcon sight the words of Kerensky. Through the smoke of time he speaks to us, his chosen, and urges us onward with the promise of Eden. We will retake what is ours by right, that shining jewel, Terra, not the vastness of space Nor the wolf's obstinate howl will stay us from our righteous goal. We are crusaders and will trample all who stand in our way.
1: Brought to you by ClanJadeFalcon.com. You're listening to the Gamecasting Broadcast Network. Live from the outreach studios around the world, this is a No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. And now, your host, Phil, aka Sean Lang. Hello and welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy Mech Warrior Podcast number 38. My name is Darren and I'll be your host today, filling in for Phil. It is July 25th, 2012 and my shout out today is, uh, well, to Phil. I hope you're enjoying your fucking movie.
2: Hey there guys, it's Alex here. I'd like to give a shout out to Phil. It's going to see the Katy Perry movie, 3D of course.
3: Hello, gentlemen. It is me, uh, Brandon, also known as Patrick Hell. Uh My shout-out time goes to both Aces and as well as Phil, and I hope he enjoys his time at Magic Mike.
1: Right on, Greg. How about you today?
4: I'd like to give a shout-out to Phil, who I am sure is seeing the Dark Knight Rises. Spoiler alert, everybody. It's less satisfying than this podcast.
1: <laughs> right on, George.
0: Hi, this is George, otherwise known as George, but... Um, and I, I'm going to give a, a shout-out to Phil as well. He's going to see Sex in the City 3. I know that for a fact because he is in the marketing audience for that tonight.
1: Right on. Well, yeah, much love to Phil, obviously. I'd like to uh, say thank you to all of our live studio audience. It's a little small today, but that's okay. It's a little uh, personal rather than um, you know mass numbers as usual which is fine by me. And of course, to all of our new listeners as well. We got some emails over the last week, people that are just discovering our podcast and enjoying it. And I think that is awesome. Moving on to the No Guts, No Galaxy news, founded in 2011, reporting in 3049.
4: And now for the news.
0: Are you looking for more members for your McWarrior unit? Or do you just want to flaunt your greatness? For your own unit sponsorship or recruitment ad, go to the donation page on our website at NoGutsNoGalaxy.net. Make a unit sponsorship donation of $10 and your ad will be included in the following show.
1: Thank you, George. Are you part of a unit participating in the upcoming MechWarrior Online, MechWarrior Living Legends, MechWarrior 4, MegaMech or any other Battletech or MechWarrior related group. Reserve your spot on the No Guts, No Galaxy Outreach Team Speak 3 server today. Server information is located on our website and once logged in you can contact Phil if he's not out watching a movie or Alex or myself Bombadil for assistance. Don't contact George though. Well, I mean you can still contact you but you probably won't be able to help them set up their channels and so forth. That's true. This week, in our international listeners, it's actually the exact same as last week, so I'll just uh, run through it real quick. Number five is Japan, number four, Portugal, number three, Canada, number two, Germany, and holding it number one is Australia. G'day. We do not have a community spotlight this week, but if you have uh, either something you're doing yourself or some kind of spotlight that you've noticed out there in the community, send your submissions to spotlight at no, guts, no galaxy net, dot net, and we'll feature it on the next show tabletop games we're actually getting some action from our uh audience we got some people showing up to these tabletop games in uh, southern florida so i'm gonna go ahead and uh advertise them again because hey bigger games for them is good for all of us right uh we got mike also known as frantic pride he's uh doing a game in miami florida um we showed pictures last week and i'll have those up on the website again um, contact him his contact information is in our show notes and also Gustavo Barona he runs a game at 6pm that's I'm sure EST at the Adventure Game Store in Davie, Florida, South Florida Broward County area so contact them and uh, join in if you're playing a tabletop game in your area and you're looking for more, more players go ahead and send us an email at localgames.nogalaxy.net at no and we will get your ad in here as well and last bit of news, if you or your friends are playing the DayZ mod for Arma 2, uh, we have a, our own No Guts, No Galaxy server. Join us on US 594 and help us kill the zombie horde. Well, mostly... I
0: would like to also say, I'm sorry, but I would Go also ahead. like to say, if you or your friends are playing the DayZ mod for Arma 2, total props to you because you have so much patience, much more than I do. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, that game, um, above all games I've ever played, requires much patience because you spend a lot of time, many hours, crawling around on your stomach to avoid zombies.
3: For Simulator 2012.
1: Indeed. And finally, funding for this podcast is brought to you by you. This is a listener-supported podcast, and your donations keep us on the air and pay for such things as our hosting, this TeamSpeak 3 that we're on now, equipment, software prizes, and other projects. Um, Check out our new donations page, which includes recurring donations, unit sponsorships, George will do recorded messages and ads, and now we have the Warhammer t-shirts, which are in the process of getting to our office, which will then be quickly turned around and shipped out to the folks that have ordered them already. Uh, If you haven't ordered yours now, um, get on it, because there's actually only going to be 50 of these printed up and sold. After that, that's it. Warhammer's gone. Bye-bye. And we will be moving on to the next mech shirt, which will be the Marauder, then the Archer, and then the Rifleman, which uh, we will soon be paying Shimmering Sword to do the uh, artwork for. I'm looking forward to seeing that Rifleman.
0: And I would like to jump in here and say that if you do request um, uh, me, George Ledoux, to read something for you, please be sure to include a full script. We had someone make a donation and uh, request... Me to read out their script and it was a pretty long one but apparently they didn't send it all so we're still waiting for it (laughs) because i can't read it if you don't send it so keep that in mind
1: yeah it'll sound a little bit funny if you uh just stop where the the emails stop but uh we will get that the rest of that and yeah definitely if um i think that's a actually an error with the paypal uh, interface that it doesn't it only allows 200 characters or something like that so if your uh script is longer than that then go ahead and uh, send me an email, net, and with a full script, and we'll make sure that uh, we get that to George. Because, honestly,
0: if you're going to advertise, you know, like, Clan Gandalf or whatever, you know, you want to make sure that that, that you have the whole thing in there. Otherwise, no one's going to know how to find you.
1: Clan Gandalf, is that taken? Uh, It could be.
0: Or how about, you know, Clan K-Cup for all those coffee drinkers out there. (laughs) Something to that effect.
1: All right, we're going to move on to Mech oh, of the wait, Week. Phil. Wait, I mean, uh, wait. Uh, yes, Darren, Darren. I was just thinking a better one, Clan Cthulhu. Ooh. would that be good? Yes, I, I know so. what you're referencing.
0: Okay. Uh, by the way, we're just taking over the broadcast. Go
1: ahead, everyone. hmm All right, we're going to move on to Mech of the Week. Lock and load. And now, this week's Mech of the Week. All right, this week's mech is, finally, it's been, uh, you know, there's been a little contingent of people voting for this mech for a while, and they finally got their way. It is the Phoenix Hawk, the uh, prime version, the PXH-1. Boo, can you link that in our audience, please? He's on it. And a little bit of info about the Phoenix Hawk. It's uh, a medium mech, 45 tons top speed of 97.2 kilometers per hour and it has jump jets. Pretty maneuverable little mech. Um, Its armament is one large laser, two medium lasers, and two machine guns. The mech was introduced in 2568 and is one of the most well-known mechs in the inner sphere. And it's basically a reinforced wasp. If you look at the wasp and you look at the Phoenix Hawk, you can see that right away. But what basically its advantage is that it can keep up with the lighter mechs like the wasp and the stinger. But it carries uh, significantly more firepower. It's a pretty common mech. Uh, this is, you know, from the old Robotech days. It's one of the Unseen. Um, do any of you guys have any experience with it in the tabletop or other games? I know that uh, I've seen it in Mega Mech quite a bit. Uh, any of you guys have any comments on the Phoenix Hawk?
3: Playing a couple uh, land matches in Mega Mech, I've used it every now and then, but it's not one of the ones I use quite a lot.
4: I was a fan of it, and I, you know, I have such an attachment to it from the novels, but uh, I really think it sort of got outshined by later mechs that would come out.
1: I definitely agree, I mean, it's it's a, a very well-known mech, but probably not one that's going to get picked much anymore, as far as something to take out. I have used it in Mega Mech, uh, I did use it in the tabletop back in the 80s. Um, I, you know, I'm biased towards it, again, because I am to all those old mechs, but uh probably, if I was in some kind of competitive gameplay, it's not wouldn't be the first on my list for a medium mech.
2: I think I still chooses it occasionally. Or maybe that was just because that was all he got lumped with.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think people don't typically choose it as, you know, something that they want, but maybe in certain campaigns, since they are so common, uh, people get stuck with them a lot. It's, you know, it's a decent mech. It's maneuverable. It can go pretty fast. It's got jump jets. Um, and its armament is not terrible i mean it's got a large laser and two medium lasers the machine guns are um, not much use except for against infantry but uh, at least it's got a you know a variety of range and and that one large laser can do some decent damage Uh, but yeah it's not the most popular but one of the most well-known some notable pilots shin yamada piloted a phoenix hawk for uh, much of his career in the dcms including the clan invasion anybody know what the dcms is
4: Draganus Combine Mustard Soldiery.
1: That is correct. We don't uh, need Phil. (laughs) No, we don't need him. We just need Sarna.
0: Fuck you, Phil. Fuck you. (laughs) 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 Should we cut that out or leave it in?
1: Oh, I'm doing the editing, so I'll be leaving it in.
0: Brandon, could you say that once again? Because that was impressive. What
4: does the DCMS stand for again? Draganus Combine Mustard Soldiery.
1: Yes. Wow, and that's not the ketchup, soldiery. That is mustard. No,
0: I I kind of gathered that. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: another notable pilot is Sir Paul McCart. No, no, no. I'm sorry, Sir Paul Masters. Uh, he used a Phoenix Hawk when the Knights of the Inner Sphere were formed. Is so he
0: the famous Masters and Johnson? Yeah, maybe. Hmm. I guess the other person would use a Stalker then.
1: <laughs> Look at that! So, I'm
0: making BattleTech jokes. I'm getting. Uh, I'm getting good at this.
1: And you're, you're being allowed to, since Phil's not here to interrupt you. Yeah, he'd
0: be like, no, that's just...
3: That's Let's get just serious. Uh, just uh, i got a out question there. for you, actually. Yes, sir. Uh, what do you think about the re-scene art for the Phoenix Hawk?
1: Huh? Uh, you know, you never really want to ask that question of me. Um, it, the re-scene is all fine and dandy, but, I mean, really, with the all of the unseen mechs, I really prefer the original artwork, uh, just because it's what I grew up with, and, and that's probably never going to change. Um things being re-seen, probably the only way I would say that I there's a pr- pretty much guaranteed I'm going to like it better is uh, when Flying Debris does it. What about you? Do you like uh, versus the unseen?
3: Versus the unseen?
2: I'm not going to lie. I like it a bit better.
1: Well, that's alright. You young it's jump bucks.
2: Jets awesome. it's jump jets look awesome. jump
1: jets look awesome in the re Can I ask a dumb question?
0: Sure. Certainly. What constitutes... <laughs> No, it never does. Don't worry. I'd, I'd still ask it. Um, what constitutes seen and unseen mechs? Because I yeah, see it all the time. Please explain it.
1: We throw that around a lot. Um, basically, when Battletech first came out in the mid-80s, they borrowed some of their mech designs from other uh, intellectual properties. Um, one of those being, there was a uh, basically anime back then, Robotech, Um where they borrowed their mech design from, pretty much stole, straight up. And uh, so afterwards, after the game came out, years later, there became legal issues with that um, between Fossa and and the company that did the Robotech uh, anime. And so those mechs started to, uh, they took them out of the game or didn't take them out, but they became known as the unseen mechs and they redesigned them and that would be the re so that they could use them. Uh, they had to change the look of them a certain percentage in order for it not to be uh, an exact copy of the original. The problem is a lot of us who started playing back then really, you know, we took a liking to the original look of the mech, and so the re are kind of, uh, I, I, you know, they're not ugly or anything like that, but it's just not the mech to me. I grew up with it's the It's a the nostalgia mechs- thing. Yeah, it's totally a nostalgia thing. And, um, you know. For old people. Exactly. You're only going to hear old people complaining about it.
0: I remember when I had a mech and nobody saw it because it was sneaky.
1: Yeah, and so, so <laughs> the unseen or mechs, very common mechs in the game, like the Warhammer, the Archer, the Rifleman, uh, the Locust, the Phoenix Hawk, the Wasp, the Stinger. There's a lot of them. Um, good old mechs.
4: Yeah, I mean, re-seen unseen, that's a tough call. The rescene scene is, is kind of nice. The jump jets look a little funny, but I like the rest of it.
1: I think if you didn't grow up with it, uh, most people are fine with the rescene. scene
0: You know, I do actually have a very slight connection to the Phoenix Hawk. Very slight, but it is a connection I just realized. And what
1: is that connection?
0: According to the SarnaNet site, the Phoenix Hawk, one of the manufacturers, was Earthworks Incorporated. And I actually did a voiceover for Earthworks Incorporated Back in the Mech Warrior League days.
1: Wow. Oh. Is that like so the, uh, what is it, Six Degrees of... Uh... Stupidity? No, what is it, Kevin Bacon or Separation. something like that?
0: Six, six, six Degrees of George Latou. Yes. Six Degrees of George Lutille. Yeah.
1: I mean, you spent so much time on Solaris, you're connected to something everywhere.
0: Wow, good. I'm glad. Okay, Six Degrees of Duncan Fisher. I like that. Ogre put that up. I can go with
1: there we go. All right, guys, moving on to the community questions. Our first question today is uh, from Josh Davion. Um, His question is, how do you guys feel about the spider being the next mech? I would have personally liked to see something a little more beefy and less speedy, like a wolfhound or panther. Uh, Heck, give me a straight-up Hollander. I'm not too excited about a quick little light that does next to zero damage. What about you guys? Um, Well, I'll let you guys answer that first. Anybody?
4: I disagree. I love the Spider, and I think light mechs being super fast is really fun, and uh, I'm, I'm fine with it. I mean, it is sort of weird to have that right in the same league where you have the Jenner, which is also very fast, but it has like twice the firepower. But I still love the Spider. It's a very nostalgic mech for me, and I will be piloting it.
1: Yeah, that brings up an interesting point You know, like uh, Phil and I have been discussing this a lot lately Like why pick one light mech over another Or, uh, you know, basically the chassis issue that he has um, Like right now he's saying with the hunchback Because it's got uh, more hard points on the arms um, It's basically superior to the centurion Because, uh, you know, it, can, it has more capabilities with those weapons um, So why pick the centurion over the hunchback I think he doesn't realize that, um, you know, people are going to pick things because they like the look of it better, they like the feel of it better. There's some nostalgia there. Uh, I'm that kind of person. I'm not going to pick a. I'm not a min-maxer. I'm not going to pick something just because everybody says it's the best thing. Um, personally, I like to enjoy what I'm doing, and uh, you know, that's. I think uh, a lot of people have that response as far as uh, the spider goes as well. Uh, Brandon, what were you going to say about the spider?
3: Uh, basically I wasn't eh. as far as light mechs I was actually kind of surprised by the spider and I I don't know I would rather if we're talking light mechs only I'm thinking more like maybe a panther or wolfhound um, but as far as mechs the next one that I would like to see or something like that I was actually thinking we need more mediums because they're considered like the, the workhorse of the battle tech world and I would basically let's put it this way uh, dervish everyday until you like it there you
1: go I think
4: Out we'll in. see the panther like just somewhere all clear I have a lot of confidence that before launch the panther will be in
2: we have to to be honest we have to see the panther if they don't put it in it's a like crane
4: it's such an iconic mech that fills such a unique role for that weight class it's it's gonna get done
1: yeah I'm not really sure what's making them pick the order of the mechs they release I wasn't bothered by the spider in fact it was nice to see uh, the spider done so well um, I haven't you know the original TRO is shit um. So, uh, FD didn't. Oh, an... That bad. <laughs> yes, it is. But well, if you <laughs> like <laughs> it, that's his cool. Namesake. Um, you know, it's it looks badass. It's a this is a a cool little mech. FD did an amazing job, and I wasn't bummed to see it. I mean, everybody's gonna have their favorite mech that they would rather see come out next, of course. Um, I just found out that you know, well, anyway. Um, but you, it is what it is, and. um... You know, I I thought he did an amazing job, and there's a lot of people out there that are still very effective in these light little scout mechs um, that can wreak havoc on the battlefield. There's, you know, uh, the whole idea of scouting and um, lighting up targets for the the missile boats and so forth is very effective, and so I don't think uh, we need to just see all the beefy stuff. Uh, Some of these fast little guys, even though that's not my preference, I don't like to do the, the fast little mechs myself. Um, I think it's great, and so and I'm looking forward to seeing the Wolfhound. I'm of course looking forward to seeing the Panther, and the Hollander, and all these mechs. It's hard to choose when you got so many amazing mechs to pick from.
0: Well, just to throw my two cents in here, uh, I, I posted it somewhere. Maybe it was on the No Guts No Galaxy site, but um, in all my scanning of different forums and, and things, I, I know people are playing. You know, the beta of the game. And I guess they're saying, "Oh, great, a- another light mech that goes really fast." That this is not going to be a good thing unless they fix a lot of problems because apparently the engine gets very laggy with the faster the mechs can move. So that could be just rumor. I don't know. I'm not in the meta. rumor, beta.
1: hearsay. Exactly.
0: But I, I'm not. I'm not involved with it. I just things I read because I. Yep, yep. I got a lot of time during the week. <laughs>
1: the. Uh next question is by Army Unit his question is what electronics or weapon system that we haven't yet seen in uh, Mech Warrior would you like to see in MWO or any other Mech Warrior game? Uh, that's a good question and I don't know that I have an answer right off the bat uh, does anybody have an answer for that?
3: Uh, some of the uh, I just remember reading one of the books back then and you were able to basically use uh, electronic warfare to your advantage by uh, jamming enemy signals
1: yeah that could be interesting and cool
3: like, locking them down rather than uh, just kind of like, instead of ECM and stuff like that, where they can't target you or anything like that, but actually, like, staticking their viewports and whatnot.
1: Yeah, and I was just going to say, uh, World War II Ogre just pointed out ghost targets. Didn't they do that in some of the novels as well? Like, make it so that uh, targets showed up on the radar, but they didn't really exist? I don't remember what the name of that... Yes. uh Shadow
3: yeah. Mech, I believe, is, or that's at least the more popular term for it.
1: Yeah, so that would be the one that I think could be uh, interesting as well. Honestly, I think uh, I, probably from playing uh, Eve and, and uh, Greg, you can comment on this further too, and Alex um, Electronic Warfare is fucking awesome, and I would the more they can introduce to this, uh, the better in my opinion. Um, and to me, that also can make some of the smaller uh, mechs, like the Raven, um, much more potent and uh, fun to play.
2: You should die in a
4: fire. Uh, certain kinds of electronic warfare in EVE is fun. Um, ECM is a terrible mechanic that they have where it just prevents a player from really doing anything. The equivalent would be if your entire HUD went away and you could only fire with missile locks. So like you're nothing but in a streak SRM boat and all of a sudden you have no targeting reticle, no nothing, you can't lock on anything, you can't get a red lock, nothing for like 20 seconds
1: yeah you'd be pretty shit out of luck there
4: yeah and you can do that over and over and over again to somebody. that's bad but there are other good things that Eve does like uh, sensor dampeners which have been nerfed but the mechanic is still cool where it takes you longer to lock someone the equivalent would be instead of your SRM locking in say 2 seconds of hovering your thing over somebody maybe it's 4 seconds to get a lock that would be cool
1: yeah, I think that would be a doable compromise.
2: Tracking disruption. I'd like to see that. Like, you know, making the mech take longer to turn around or something like that. You know, rotate. That would be pretty cool. Well,
4: it'd also have to, you know, make sense in the cannon. I don't think affecting a, a torso oh. twist would
2: would be helpful. But maybe it would. Uh, gun gun then, okay.
4: As perhaps a, a, some kind of random scattering. So instead of lasers firing exactly where your reticle is pointing, maybe there's a. A wider area where they could be hitting, something like that. Chat how about something,
2: something?
0: How about something that would show up, you know, on, on your display, showing you someone as a friendly when they're actually an enemy? Is there anything like that that exists?
1: Uh, it's not, nice, but it's a cool
0: idea. It would mess up people.
1: What about like broadcasting the NGNG podcast into your enemy's cockpit and distracting them, like they're sitting there screaming because they have to listen to it? You must be I a like cool. that. You're that one is of the very
4: battle <laughs> thing to do, and I
1: approve. Somebody said uh, rocket fist. Now, of course, that's not electronic warfare, but that made me remember um, back when I was a kid. They had those um, robot, basically dolls, are like two feet tall or something like that, plastic, and they shot out their fists and shit. That would be interesting, huh?
2: That would be. Yeah. Of course,
1: someone would probably ban it because their kid shot it into his face.
2: Yeah, Johnny Sacco. <laughs> once you've shut your fist what do you do after that
1: like you, can't, you can't I don't know then you got a stub it what, then know? it's a club <laughs> you can bang people with it
0: shoot your mouth off you know you could do that
1: alright moving on to the next question it's Elemental Specialist and uh, his name is very appropriate to his question which is why am I considered a noob for going against 80 ton walking doomsday machines when I'm in nothing but battle armor uh, I can't seem to get a kill without being verbally abused by the person I killed am I doing something wrong um First of all, I think he's probably talking about uh, Living Legends, and I would say that in all probability, you're doing something right. Uh, if you're getting, if you're killing mechs in your uh, battle armor, then it seems like uh, you're you're doing well with the battle armor. Um, I know from being a mech pilot in MWLL, I don't really like any of the other, uh, you know, I don't I don't really go in the vehicles of the battle armor much. Um, battle armor can get extremely annoying it's like um, insects buzzing around that you just can't fucking kill but you know it's hard to do so uh, kudos to you if you're doing it and I would say that the reason people are calling you noobs is because they're just pissed off that they were killed by somebody in battle armor
0: wasn't wasn't the clans the ones that first came up with that where it was like elementals or something and they that was like battle armor right? I'm, I am yep. I yes. probably sound like a noob myself but something no, I was reading you recently.
1: You're such a okay. noob I've been reading I've been reading some of the books, or at least pieces of them. See? I'm picking up things. Uh, let's see. Um, Greg, I know you've been dabbling a little bit in Living Legends. Alex, you played enough. What did you feel about the uh, battle armor?
0: I've never
4: really had trouble killing one. So if this guy is able to take his little laser and grind down an enemy mech with it without dying, then he's a better player than I am, so I give him props for that.
1: Yeah, I would say more likely the person that he killed is a noob. I mean, that yeah. just yeah, that
2: can be a thing. No, I just think he's a terrible person for being at that alarm in the first
1: <laughs> place. Who cares about his skill? He's just a bad person.
2: Yeah, yeah. I hope you
0: die.
1: Well, there <laughs> you have it.
2: Endgame, end game. Of course. <laughs>
1: yes, of yes, course. Of course. None of us here Wanted in the Metal galaxy wish any physical harm to any of our listeners. Thank you for that, George. Uh, so any of our live audience members have any questions? Speak now or forever hold your peace. This is your best chance because Phil's not here. Rots targ? Okay. Yeah, I want to say... Um, go ahead and unmute your mic, Targ. What, what is, how do you pronounce your name? That'll be your first part.
0: R-O-T-S Targe.
1: Targe. that's what I thought. So it's like Sarge. Okay, Targe. what is your question?
0: So, uh... I was recently traveling around
4: and got to listen to some of your older podcasts that were well, on. Wow, hold on, we got some lag. Tard,
1: you're, uh, you're breaking up there, so um, just give it a few minutes yeah, and see if iPod. you're...
2: And it was interesting... Who's that, Jim? Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I <laughs> downloading the porn, buddy. I'm a doctor, Jim. Targe, you're breaking up big time, so your question was pretty much unheard. Uh, maybe you have a bad internet connection. Did you type it? Yeah, Targe, can you go ahead and type your question there, and then we'll, we'll uh, ask it and answer it, hopefully. Does anybody else, uh, while he's typing it, hopefully that's what he's doing, um, does anybody else have a question? Cybercarns, how you doing? Go ahead and unmute.
4: Hey, glad to see you guys
1: still here. until Phil better get his ass back, sir. Seriously now there my question i've been kind of waiting to see if anything's been going on but uh there was rumors going around maybe what two three weeks ago in regards to um pgi or uh MWO telling the people at nwll uh, that they should be seizing desisting making any more mods for their uh, mcguerra's living legends is there anything that's come out lately on that Ooh, touchy subject um we have heard the rumors as well, but there's nothing official, um, and so therefore we can't really comment on it on an official basis. Um, you know, it, it, it's. Some people saw that maybe coming, some people didn't um, If it's really happening, again, we don't know the official word uh, As soon as we do, we will report on it and let everybody know It's going to be a sad day, you know, if, the, if that is indeed the case um, I'm going to be bummed out, There was a lot of good memories from MWLL um, And we all hope that there would be more You know, there's a lot of stuff that they've been working on That um, have not been put into the game yet, that we'd all like to see So, we've, you know, basically, until the stuff is made public or uh, whatever, we just can't make official announcements on it. Um, And I understand somebody was saying uh, report. That's you, Ogre. We'd love to, but we just all we are hearing is the same stuff you're all hearing out there, which is rumors. And I don't like to report rumors as being official. So, we've put in, you know, some talks with... uh, Oh, what the fuck is his name over there? King? King? Yes, King Lear, thank you. We've uh we've sent some messages to King Lear, we'll have him on the show um and get the official word from him as soon as we can. They're super busy right now with all the stuff that they're pushing out. And maybe that is an indication, all the stuff that they're pushing out. I don't know. Um but yeah, I don't I don't know. Have you guys heard the rumors as well, uh, Brannon?
3: I have heard the rumors as well, though I don't really know what to make of it. I'm thinking it's just the rumor side of things.
1: Yeah, it's hard. I mean, this community is—you know—it's like a lot of women at church. Um, there's just rumors left and right, and people saying that you know they heard this or that from everybody, and so it's hard to tell what is legit and what's not. So that's pretty much it. That's all we know.
2: Um, I have to say, if if it is if it is true, it's pretty fucking sad. Like, it us come down to that.
1: Yeah, I think if that happens, they're going to lo- MWO would lose quite a few people from playing their game if they try to pull something like that. I think yeah i mean we don't know what the if it's true again i gotta you know if 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 i don't know what it's about you know i don't know what the the exact reasons behind the, that kind of a decision would be um mwll is not a huge game you know that's it's hard to, to to see you know you don't see a lot of numbers in there anymore so i can't see that they would be looked at as competition um besides that it's it's a you know it's a different game it's multi arm combat you got the vehicles you got the uh, aerospace you got the battle armor like we were mentioning before it's not the same thing as MWO MWO is a is a persistent universe it's mech only um you know so I I just don't know um I wouldn't I would need to know more about it from to have a real opinion uh what the motive is or would be and uh, you know what the response from MWLL would be and so forth
0: Okay, well, I got uh, R.O.T.S. Targe's question here, if you ready for that. Sure. Have you ever listened to past podcasts? I recently was traveling and got to listen to some of the older casts. It was interesting what assumptions were made.
1: <laughs> well, the truth is, um, I don't really enjoy listening to the, the podcasts again after doing them, uh, even more recent ones. Um it's it's hard to to go back and listen to those early podcasts they were pretty uh, out of control Shit. and crazy yeah um but we made a lot of assumptions back then because that's all there were and um we, you know we were like kids in a candy store a new mech game coming out so i think we were throwing out our wishes and hopes and dreams and uh everything in between and i know it probably sounded crazy maybe someday i will go back and listen to him to well first i to drink a lot maybe uh, you know one of our upcoming drinking shows we can refer to some of our older shows and have some fun but yeah i'm sure they're crazy have you guys I, ever I, listened to any of the older ones
3: i have actually i just finished listening to a couple of the uh, older ones and i don't even know why i was just kind of had the must been bored
1: or something just, or drunk when you
3: were drunk <laughs> sure why not let's go with that um but yeah some of the uh, suggestions of like looking back from what the information we had then and In the information we have now, I sometimes don't even know how we came up with certain assumptions at all.
1: Did anything stand out? Did you hear anything that, uh, any of those types of assumptions that you can tell us now?
3: Oh, geez, I'm trying to think of one that's a good example, of, like a really bad assumption that we had. Probably the one that stuck out the most was when we were assuming that there was only going to be like 12 mechs at launch.
1: Right, was obviously and there's
3: absolutely no reason why um, there they would be limiting to only 12 mechs that they would show us. It's just kind of like, oh yeah, there's 12 mechs. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense.
1: And then uh, Tarz said that uh, we threw out a June release. Obviously uh, not quite right, but uh, hey, we're uh, close.
3: I think, um, like... <laughs> I think that had something to do with the whole IGN fiasco that went on during that time.
1: Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, um, basically, as soon as we heard that this game was coming out, uh, we threw the get- together the podcast and just started blabbing our mouths. That's what happens.
0: Okay, can I ask then, if there's already 15, according to Michael, how many do you think there will be at launch? <laughs> you
1: Actually want some in more crazy game. assumptions? Actually
0: in-game. Because we see a lot of art, but we haven't seen a lot of the mechs, so I'm curious. Do we
2: do we mean 15 individual different mechs, or just different variants?
1: Uh, individual mechs, chassis. Yeah, I, have I mean. No idea. I have no so idea. how many are in the game right now? Like in the actual that we know about, in the that closed we beta. From screenshots,
3: I think yeah. we've seen the Atlas, the Jenner, the Commando, the Centurion, the Catapult.
1: That's it, I believe. So somewhere around a half a dozen. Oh, dragon, dragon, dragon as well. Right. About that. So half dozen plus, and there's fifteen that we know are in the game from the uh, concept art they've given. So you know, maybe maybe twelve won't be that far off. I don't know. Depends somebody to it. somebody said that uh, that would be you know you could do four of each uh, weight class, but that would be sixteen. So I don't know.
0: I think they should wait till they have at least fifty ready to go. People you could wait
1: that long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're going to have people outside your house with uh, pitchforks and torches. Oh, like I haven't seen that before. <laughs> that's uh, every other Thursday. Uh, anyway, onward. all right, Darren. Yep, we're going to be uh, moving on to MechWarrior Online. Um, first of all, keep checking your emails for everybody that's uh, bought a Founders package. Um, those invites are going out.
0: Say that like you're sending them out.
1: <laughs> I am right now. That's why I'm pausing. Send, send, wow. send. Who else wants one? George, you want one? Sand.
0: Hell no.
2: Have any of us actually bought Founders? Any of the cast here?
1: I have not yet.
2: I cannot afford.
1: Phil did. No, he didn't.
2: He didn't. Catra did. I know he did. Because he's a dick. Wait, wait, wait.
1: (laughs) Did Phil? Did somebody confirm that Phil did?
0: Let's just say he did. He's not
1: here. Yeah. (laughs) No, he didn't. He's having (laughs) money issues as well. Catra, did you buy yours?
0: Oh, yeah. I got the uh, Legendary. Good going for
1: you. Everything's cheaper in Canada. Damn it! Yeah. All right, so we're moving on. Screenshot number. What number is this? Oh, jeez. Uh, number twelve. Screenshot 12. number twelve. It's a nice wide-angle view of Frozen City. Um, somebody can link that in the uh, audience. There. You know, it's it's a it's we've we've talked a lot about Frozen City, so there's maybe not a lot to say, but it's a cool shot. I I really like uh, the look on the map. Um, it's it's kind of like that almost urban map uh, but it's not obviously and they've said it's not an urban map so that's awesome because we want to see the the real urban map soon hopefully but you know it's it's, so
0: cool though to me when i see these kind of things i know probably a lot of people don't think of it, but i look at this and go okay what's the story behind this because totally huh there's so much of that out there you know all the lore and just because i'm not so much a player of the game i look at these artwork all the time it doesn't matter what game it is and i go oh that's really cool what's the lore behind this what's the story behind this i'd love that stuff
1: well obviously uh this planet experienced some global warming probably uh driving too many cars and uh political statement yeah (laughs) they didn't have um, gore there to save them so um their city went bye-bye
3: i love the fog in the background
0: there in the left hand side
1: right weather oh love weather
0: how do we know that's really snow? That could be just a whole lot of talcum powder, for Gosh. all we know. <laughs>
1: Gosh. Or there's giants up above with horrible dandruff that are, you know. Ooh,
0: ammonia! I like that idea. <laughs>
1: yeah, so it's a nice screenshot, you know, and a, and a nice map. Once I'm again, sure we can. All...
3: Amount of detail in the buildings there and everything like that, because I mean, it is a screenshot, right? So all in-game assets.
1: I always look for like frozen people in the windows, you know, like. <laughs> Staring out, but haven't seen any yet. Silent Hill!
4: ghosts <laughs> ghost running around the, the
1: corner. The Cybermen
0: oh, Doctor Who.
1: Alright, we're going to move on to uh, a new map. Caustic Valley. Uh, everybody watch that video. What do you guys think?
0: I should have done the narration.
1: Yes, I... <laughs> no offense to the person there, but I agree. It uh, would have been awesome to, uh, to hear that. But it looks like a very uh, intense map. You can almost feel the heat uh, sweating when you 're watching the video. It looks very poisonous. Um, I like all the 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 buildings and the um, the pipes and you know basically cover to hide behind. What was your guy's thought?
3: Actually, the first thought I was thinking was, I wonder if there'd be like cool mechanics for this map specifically as in uh, they already said it affects heat and stuff like that, but I was looking at like water and stuff like like in regular maps, water cools you off. But like on a hot planet, would it not be like boiling? So what if it warms your mech instead of like the opposite? Ooh, that so
1: somebody cool, I somebody runs into the to the water and is hoping to get some help, and the opposite happens. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't know.
0: <laughs> it like boils you down. There mm-hmm. are a
1: bunch of lobsters running around. Yep, your legs melt off. But it was.
0: I mean, it was one of the, 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 the videos that I've watched very closely. I just thought it was really cool. Because there was a lot of cool stuff that was happening in it, too. I especially, like, when one of the mechs shot the other's arm across the across the field. I thought that was pretty damn funny.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of good combat to see there. It doesn't look like a vacation planet. I know it's probably um, mineral-rich. You know, I wonder also, like, it would be so cool to tie that kind of stuff into the, the planetary... Uh, persistence and domination You know, like a planet that's mineral rich there would be specific reasons to go after that planet and specific uh, you know th- objectives for a, for a mission besides just um, destroy all others but you know maybe that's something that will come in the future but uh, definitely an interesting looking map interesting looking planet and we're moving on to the founders Jenner got some info there in a video one of the things that I noticed, and I obviously see somebody else notice it too, is the forest con- colony map uh, looked a little different. Uh, Brandon, what did you notice there?
3: Uh, one of the first things I noticed, actually, when we were talking forest colony, is that compared to the forest colony we've seen in screenshots, beforehand, where it's nice, sunny, uh, bright, um, that in the video for the uh, Jenner, um, it was relatively dark raining uh very moody i guess is the word for it it was just dark and ominous
1: yeah you you can't you can't see very far like you can in some of those shots it looks maybe i don't know if that's the rain or the fog or something but definitely looks like they brought some either they brought some weather into the map or uh i don't know it definitely looks different than the previous uh videos we've seen before
3: also, one of the changes from the uh, previous videos is that this seemed to be more uh, cinematic in game uh, rather than from the cockpit views or anything like that. You had run bys and stuff like that by the with the Jenner. Almost seems like um, a machinima or something like that.
1: Yeah, no, I'm not a huge fan of the uh, you know the Jenner in the past. I'm, like I've said before, I'm not a light, light mech pilot. Um, but man, those things are speedy, and I can see them being extremely effective. You know, he's zipping around and shooting mechs from behind and. Uh, lighting up the whole enemy team
0: seem to be using a lot of the flamers too from what I can tell because the the first time I've seen those flame that you know that flame weapon was in that uh, caustic valley I didn't see this till just now
1: yeah and caustic valley would be a probably a very effective place to use those flamers and shut down all those enemy mechs yeah so now Brandon uh, you're getting all let's see you did legendary so you're getting all four founders mechs I'm wondering if there's anybody out there who did what is the middle one where the you get one, one Mech? Uh, isn't it Elite? Yeah, Elite, I believe. Um, I wonder if anybody that... Or a Veteran. Would, is it Elite or Veteran? Anyway... Elite, I
3: think so, Veteran, I believe, is the second one. Is it Elite? Okay, yeah, i will are
1: Yeah, we're getting a confirmation Elite. So I'm wondering if anybody that um, picks the Elite package would pick the Jenner. Because uh, I was thinking... I mean, that's probably the package I'm going to go for. And uh, I'm really... I'm not going to pick the Jenner, just because, like I said, I'm not a Light Mech pilot. But I don't know which Mech I would pick. Know, it's hard to pick one.
3: Uh, the whole reason uh, Bell, a friend of mine, he bought the uh, Elite uh,
1: just for the uh, Jenner. So. Wow. Well, there you go. Somebody does do that. Yeah, see, I was thinking Atlas because uh, the Elite makes you more uh, money per match, right? And more experience? Or the, the, the Founders mechs, is that correct? Yeah, you get
3: the 25% uh, bonus tied onto the mech.
1: Yeah, so I'm just thinking, you know, you got your Atlas. That's going to be the more likely to do more damage, get more kills or whatever. And, of course, it depends on the player, and that may not be true. But um, I'm thinking if I'm going for more money, more experience, then uh, I'm going to want to have the most effective mech. But, again, most effective is totally up to the pilot. Um, I know that Phil could probably rip me apart in, if I'm in a heavy and he's in a Jenner or something like that, run circles around me. So... Not if he Um, keeps
0: going to those girly movies.
1: Yeah, if he keeps going to all those damn movies, then he's going to lose his skills.
0: But also, the biggest
2: target.
1: What is better, Phil or the Atlas?
2: You are the Atlas. Yes. He's not only going to stand out as the Atlas. You're also going to have, you know, the whole legendary or whatever color scheme on, you know, Fendersmith color scheme on it. We're just going to want to shoot you.
1: That is true.
4: That's the jealousy talking. (laughs) I'm fine. I
2: am fine with jealousy.
1: Moving on. (laughs) Indeed. Okay, we got conspiracy news. Ooh. Um, You know, I I watched a little bit of this, uh, Brandon, but I didn't really get, I couldn't figure out what the hell they were trying to get at. So tell me a little bit about what this conspiracy news is.
3: Okay, so for the uh, trailer that we saw for the Founders uh, Battle Bank, what we were just talking about previous, there is a small little blip at the end. Where, as in all the other videos where it would say test lap and then it'll be like Atlas A7K or something like that, the, the mech name. Um, at the very end, there was a blip, except for it was a person's name. Instead of being like test subject, it was a person's name and a special call sign on them, which was JR, or sorry, at JR7 underscore D underscore founder. And um, what people kind of found out was that. This was actually the name of a Twitter account which has been set up. Ooh. So we have no idea what this is really about at the moment, uh, but hey, keep an eye on that.
1: Yeah, I did see the little blip at the end, but my old eyes couldn't make out anything. I even tried to pause, but it's so quick, man. Uh, you know, I just couldn't get any info out of that, but that's interesting. I wonder what that means. Do you have any ideas? Well, the, link, the
0: link is good there, Bomb. You should check it out.
1: Yeah, I will after this. So I guess we'll look uh, for more news on uh, who that is or what that is. And uh, interesting little catch, whoever figured that out. Moving on to Ask the Devs, uh, answers number 11. Um, I'll just read through these real quick here. First question is, I noticed that MWO implements lasers as a steady beam of light. Uh, When you fire this movable beam, how is the damage applied? Is it entirely up front, only the initial hit matters? applied evenly over to or applied evenly over time 100% of the damage if your beam remains on the enemy the entire duration and 50% damage if you lose tracking halfway through the laser cycle or is it more of an exponential curve the initial hit counts the most but to gain the full 100% damage you must remain tracking the target and Garth answers lasers do damage over time and must be held on target You can literally do small amounts of damage to an opponent's left arm, left torso, center torso, right torso, and right arm with a single laser shot. That said, it'll be a tiny amount of damage to each area. Um, That's interesting. I mean, that's basically uh, what I figured it would be. You know, that there'd be basically like damage ticks uh, maybe every second or, you know, whatever their calculations are. Um, And, you know, that that is actually somewhat... uh, It works with the novels, you know, where somebody would shoot a laser and it would melt uh there'd be molten metal coming off of various parts of the enemy mech's body and obviously they did damage to more than one area um what about you guys
4: it's interesting when you compare that to the pulse lasers that you see in the videos where the duration is shorter so it seems to me the trade-off is you have these lasers and i I agree with you that's how i thought it worked it's how it looks like it works so you shoot the laser and If you're a very skilled pilot and you can keep the reticle on the target you're going for for the longest period of time, you'll get the the full amount of the damage to one area. Or you can just like spray the damage all over the place. With a pulse laser, it looks like it's a much shorter burst, so it's either doing the full damage when you hit, or it has less duration, so it's the same amount of damage or perhaps slightly more damage. But, like, the duration is cut in half, so you don't have to hold the reticle over a spot as long to get the full damage.
1: Yeah, I believe uh, this was addressed in a previous question and answer uh, session or something, but basically, the, the pulse lasers do more damage to a specific spot, but the trade off is, um, you know, higher heat. They they, they take up more heat. So, um, I don't know what my preference would be. Um, it's It depends. Yeah, I really don't know. I'd have to mess around with both and see. Uh, you know, holding those lasers for a certain amount of time on your target to, I like to pinpoint, you know, when you, when you select a mech and you know where they're already damaged, um, you know, bring this up from MWLL and so forth. Um, you want to take out maybe their, their primary weapon quicker or whatever. And for me, that's tends to be easier with, um, the types of weapons where you, you hit, where you shoot and that's it. You do the most damage PPCs, etc. Um, so I guess I'll have to mess around with it. What do you guys think, uh, Pulse versus regular lasers?
3: I've always been a regular laser kind of guy. Um, Though in Living Legends, I did take the Bushwhacker there that had quite a few of the X-Pulse, but that's an entire different thing, uh, different kettle of fish. Um, I just liked... The heat management that came with the regular lasers over the pulse lasers—it was a lot easier to manage your heat. Therefore, you didn't have to purchase more uh, heat sinks. Therefore, you could put more ammo into your auto cannons or missiles.
1: Good point. All right. The next question is: Will the THG-11E Thug and its variants appear in uh, next in Macquarie Online? Um, and Garth's answer is: I cannot confirm or deny it, but I personally would love to see it. Great main variant too, yeah. I mean, you know, everybody's got their mech that they're a fanboy of, and obviously, uh, Will nine seven six one likes the Thug. Uh, I've always liked the Thug; it's a pretty interesting mech. Um, I wouldn't be bummed to see it brought in, but uh, you know, everybody's going to have their mech that they want to see brought in next. So this
3: brings us up to three mechs we've haven't seen yet that the devs all like.
1: Yeah, they have. I mean, talk about a playground of. It would be so fun to be a part of the team that. Gets to choose what max are going to be in the game, and um, I mean, just so many to choose from.
3: Because we so far we had Brian who says he absolutely loves the Dervish, and then of course right. we have uh, Russ saying, I think it was Russ, wasn't it, saying he loved the Banshee. And
4: I think.
1: Have... I think we need to get George writing in and asking about the turtle.
0: <laughs> yeah, that messed him up.
4: All, all getting aside after after George brought up the turtle, I kind of would like to see it now. Just just to have something like that
0: there
1: and then if we get the Absolutely. turtle of course we need to get the scorpion and and erby mm.
0: because that would piss off phil so everyone wants that now
1: erby erby all right next question is by nash so my question is is it possible to evade the lrm with pure speed or jump away and garth's answer is you can't entirely evade with speed but light max Uh, get hit far less often, especially at extremely high speeds. So yes, you can essentially evade them, but it's hard. Um, Yeah, and I would imagine it also just depends on the distance that you shoot because LRMs do have a max range. So like maybe if um, the person shoots at you right when you're at the edge of that max range and you're quick enough, you can get out of that uh, range quickly and therefore the uh, LRMs wouldn't hit you. But yeah, yeah. You can evade, but you're probably not going to do it in a, in an atlas.
3: Atlas 2, perhaps. you got the jump chance.
1: <laughs> right. Um, next question is by Rashavaric, I guess. Are the current random beta key invitations for founders truly random, or is the data we entered regarding our computer systems taken into consideration as a weighing factor? And Garth's answer is, and this is important, entirely random, so everybody has a chance.
3: I, th- I think what most people are uh, concerned about is, like, I can understand the first few draft waves being based on people's specs because they want people who are actually able to run it so they can report problems. I think once we start getting into the founders, I think it's just a raffle.
1: Sure.
2: Although not being able to run the game is a problem in itself.
1: Well, especially for the person that can't run it, yes, indeed.
0: My hand's up. Oh, wait. <laughs>
1: oh, George, maybe we'll, Yeah. We got to yeah, get you in say, this game.
0: You know, I, I spend my money on things that I have to spend it on, you know, like my
1: mortgage, food, <laughs> gas for the car, <laughs> hey, internet
0: access, things I need.
1: That's work. all right. Responsibilities, man, priorities. Take we'll get the- you in one way or another.
0: You can just, you guys can, you know, all over the place, you guys can invite me to your house and I'll just come and play your game. There you go.
1: There. Hey, I've already invited you. Yeah, I know. All right, next uh, question is from Fluffy Pink Bunny. Uh, my sister and I will be playing next to each other. She wants I'm to get nervous. <laughs> she wants to be a commander with me defending her. What type of command orders will she give to help me gain points while just waiting for the enemy to come to us? Uh, Garth answers probably things like, Mom knows you didn't really do your laundry. And if you're going to do go to that party, make sure Dad doesn't talk to Steve. He always gives everything away. Uh, good to answer. Look at that, brother trying to defend his sister. Wow.
0: Hey, anybody else out in the audience notice that when Phil's not here, the show runs a lot longer?
1: <laughs> longer? I was thinking <laughs> it was going to be quicker. I'm, like, rushing through.
0: No, no, you're doing fine. I'm just giving you crap. Okay. No, this, this is going well there. I'm just... Yeah, I am think it's going great. Don't I'm pay attention myself? to the laughter. They're laughing with
1: you. <laughs> yeah, they're laughing with me. <laughs>
0: All
1: right, uh, f- Fiend Führer. Fiend Fuhrer asks, how many urban mechs does it take to change light bulb? Garth answers, essentially inf- infinite, as they have no hands. Har Har.
3: Insert Rimshot.
1: Alright, so that was um Devs, answers 11. And finally, for Mech Warrior Online, Mech Madness. Uh, looks like this coming Friday. Friday, Friday Two days. Friday, be there. Yeah, um, this is at the NVIDIA office in, where is this? Basically, it's the San Francisco Bay Area. It's uh, Santa Clara, I believe. Yes, Santa Clara, California. Uh, And we were saying before, there wasn't going to be anybody from Piranha there, but it looks like Russ and Brian are going to be there, uh, as well as IGP reps and, of course, NVIDIA staff. So uh, I hope some of you are going. Um, I am not. We do have somebody going to represent NGNG, uh, Jack Daniels. Uh, My buddy Alan, he'll be there. He'll be wearing his uh, NGNG badge, so if you are going, say hi. And um, yeah, I think that's really cool. I wish I was going. It's only a couple of hours away from me, but I have other commitments, so I won't be there. Um, But it sounds like a lot of fun. People will actually get to play the game and uh, chat with all these important peoples. Also, awesome prizes. Yeah, what are the prizes? No one knows. They're awesome they're just awesome is it going to be an awesome is that the prize you walk Giant away with your own awesome flush. awesome
0: hell wow. yeah that would be so I'm not going to say
1: the word awesome no radical awesome
0: not the word I was thinking of but maybe they'll give away
1: free you know PCs I should go on damn it <laughs> donate to George PC no 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 don't donate <laughs> to George hey you guys want to see Duncan Fisher in MWO no Order a shit ton of yes. George Ledoux lines. <laughs> you will... want to
0: blow the shit up out of me. That's what yes. <laughs> I
1: mean, for whatever reason. You want him on your team, you want to blow him up. Donate, donate uh, for George Ledoux lines. You know, you'll be donating to the podcast and him, uh, you know, maybe getting a computer. We'll see. I guess you hear to it now on TeamSpeak. Be like, hey,
0: everybody, this is Duncan. <laughs> 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 All
1: right, moving on to Mech Warrior Tactics. We have. Uh, we had a dev chat and we got a transcript. I'm gonna try and go through this a little quicker since uh, we don't want the show to go overtime. Too late. One, one yeah. No. All right. Uh, first question: uh, What is your main art inspiration aside from the BattleTech universe for the designs being used? Uh, the answer is the vision for the art style was inspired by preceding MechWarrior and BattleTech designs and more traditional traditional. Uh, fantastic sci-fi, sci-fi art work. Oh wow!
0: See, I, I would have thought they were going to say like either the impressionists or the Dada movement. <laughs> in Berlin,
1: oh wait, Dada like movement. Who knows that? You do. I,
4: I do. Guernica.
1: My wife is uh, going to graphic design school, and she just uh, did something about the Dada movement. So I know. Anyway, back, yeah. on, back on. Anyway. Topic, <laughs> Move me right along, George. The next question is, how customizable will the appearance of the battle mechs be? And the answer is, you will customize mechs, weapon loadouts, paint and patterns, etc. Uh, and the customization will grow. Cool. So very customizable. What visual cues do you consider key in your mech redesigns? The answer is, we approach the more common visual cues of the original mech designs, such as the Atlas Skull, uh, Light like Cockpit, etc., Um, Next question, does your art direction prioritize the way a mech looks on the isometric playing field? The answer is the camera can be pushed out and brought up close, so we needed uh, to balance the mech shapes and details. If any of you have comments, just stop me, I'm going to just shoot through these. How detailed will the visual damage models be in the game? Bullet holes or a general color graphic? Mechs will have levels of damage visually represented on the models. Next question is, who historically have been your favorite most inspirational artists and authors? Answer is, for sci-fi, artist works of Ralph McQuarrie and Sid Mead. I'll have to look into those. Uh, Next question is, how important is scale to the design of maps? Lots of scaled items, or is uh, generic the way to go? Uh, The answer is, scale is very important. We exaggerate elements where needed. It's never one-to-one ratio. Next question, are there any plans to give players a first-person view during the battle scenes? The answer is, we are working really hard to deliver an engaging battle sequence sequence to the users. I'm looking forward to seeing those. And moving on, what has been the biggest challenge in updating and modernizing the classic designs? Uh, the answer is, creating a distinct design that stood out from current and past Mech warrior IPs without alienating the hardcore audience has been the biggest challenge.
0: And moving on, I think, Darren, to the last couple questions, because that's perfect. Or the legitimate. last question
1: is, uh, this will be the last one, is there any truth to the rumor of hats for mechs? I'm glad I picked that one. Uh, the <laughs> problem is that page boys, fedoras, ten gallons all clash, so they tried, but uh, maybe trilbys or visors. Interesting. Derbies look good on a mech, believe me. Oh yeah. Derby yeah. on a an NERBY. and they released the uh, Cicada. Um, got info on that. Uh, they what do you guys
0: a 3D picture of it? Oh yeah, no.
1: no, no, they didn't. The did bio. they? Yeah, just a like bio. bio. Which you know, this is a uh, cool mech. I'm looking forward to seeing this in MWO as well. Um, so, right on, there it is. Yeah, because of because of my uh,
0: limited PC specs, I'm actually looking forward to this Mech Warrior Tactics. At least to try it, because I mean I've never we, played it. George, you and I will one, play this. I mean, this looks kind of fun. I mean, I could probably play this on my system.
1: Yeah, if you can browse the internet, if you can use a browser, you can. It will be well, fun, hey, and and you know, we will have I... matches going together.
0: Ooh. I want to shoot
2: George. Who does
1: get in line? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you and all my relatives, buddy.
1: Okay, this next part, uh, Brandon, correct me if I'm wrong, but the devs are asking questions to players. and um, they have correct. two. Okay, so they have two questions here, and it would be nice uh, for you listeners out there to answer these. This is our chance to affect the games that we love to play, and uh, if we just sit idly by and say, oh, somebody else will answer it, then maybe they won't get the answers and, and our wishes won't be fulfilled. So the questions are, what is your favorite type of map theme? Examples are water, jungle, arctic, and I would throw in there urban... Um, so that's their first question. Uh, what do you guys think? What do you like? What's your favorite, uh, map theme?
3: Uh, not gonna lie, I love, uh, jungle. Like, really, really thick jungle.
1: Sounds good. I like what about you, Greg?
4: I like, I, think, I like urban maps in principle, but, you know, they're very hard to execute. So, I think for most MechWarrior games so far, I've enjoyed the, uh, the more deserty ones with, like, plains and rocky outcroppings you can hide behind like long sniping areas and then also some crags that you can set up ambushes in right but um, if the urban map for MWO builds on the frozen city map that we've been looking at I think uh, city maps might go back in my favorites
1: yeah urban maps are definitely my favorite George I'm assuming arenas are yours uh, actually no
0: I mean it, my thing is I've I would really like to see some developer do some maps that no one has done, at least not in a long time. You know, a good urban map would be nice with actual, you know, good destructible environments. But also something, uh, you know, I know that there have been some, you know, like zero gravity ones, like space ones. I think that would be pretty interesting. And if they're going to do more Solaris arenas, you know, make them more realistic to the actual uh, game or the novels, because I guess there was one, I can't remember... I think ishiyama or something the one that's in a it's in a man-made mountain right right I think, I think that would be really intense because i don't think people could they'd get lost in the thing I
1: mean, yeah like, when i read crazy. that uh novel i forget which one it was uh i definitely was thinking in my mind that that would be an awesome uh map to have and be fun to play on
2: i like maps that are destructible i want destructible stuff like you know if you're in a city or you know Across a plane, you should be able to carve it out of hills and stuff like that to get to your enemy.
0: Well, see, that's the thing. Because of modern uh, video game design, I mean, people are starting to come to expect that. So when you don't have it, it it starts. People start, you know, criticizing the game. Whether the gameplay is fun, they go, "Well, the the environment sucks." You know, you know, it's a tough thing to do. You know, that takes a lot of programming. So it'll be interesting to see if they if they do that sort of thing.
1: That I would have to fully agree with you alex i remember back when we were all playing world of tanks and with all that destructive environment we kept you know saying it'd be so cool to have mechs on a map like this where you could just walk through buildings and so forth so i'd have to agree destructible would be freaking awesome
0: and it's um, definitely doable it's just whether or not people want to wait that long well, it's
2: definitely doable um like think of red faction it used to be a first person shooter it had destroyable terrain you could blow up buildings you could make holes in the ground and stuff like that
1: yep And, I mean, there's other games that have elements of Battlefield 3, etc. I think, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see the direction that destructible environments go. Uh, Definitely increases the immersion and, to me, makes the game more fun. And just a reminder, um, Sophie, over at uh, MechWare Tactics, uh, there's a thread, if you can link that, Boo, ask the devs your questions, and, uh, yeah, that's it for MechWare Tactics. Moving on to MechWarrior Living Legends. It looks like we have the clan. I guess it's donor, Donar, donor, donor uh, VTOL being added. I, you know, this is the kind of stuff. Uh, do any of you other guys work
0: on Living Legends? I know Phil does, right?
1: Uh, yeah, I was a tester for a while. I, I'm not any longer. Oh, None okay. the other We're all
0: guys. Testers at one point, weren't we?
1: Yes. Not well, all of us. some of us. I but know, anyway, I'm
0: sorry, I'm sorry to, go ahead, Darren. I'm sorry.
1: No, it's okay. Um, the the. The VTL looks pretty badass. Um, I had not seen this artwork before, so I'm just taking a moment to look at it. Um, yeah, that's Pinkies. very angular. Are you linking that, uh, Boo? So the, they're adding the Clan Donar. Uh, that's I know that. What's the one that's been dominating the skies for so long? Hawkmoth. Yes, the hawkmoth. There it is, right there. So it'll be interesting to see if this uh, has. Puts a ding, You know, can take down the Hawk Moth, basically, from being the premier VTOL in the game. Looks pretty cool. Indeed and
2: Hawk Moth This guy's a good thing.
1: Indeed. Poor Yeah, that's yeah, so what I was just going to say. That guy, man, he is the Hawk Moth master. Then um, also, they're adding the Intersphere Corsair Aerospace Fighter uh, variants. And again, looking at that...
0: thing looks like it's from Battlestar Galactica.
1: Indeed, doesn't it? Uh Almost has that same look, or some kind of retro version of uh, Battlestar it's Galactica. Weird. It's
0: like the back end of it looks very well designed and stuff, and then the front end looks like someone just a threw dildo. it together. <laughs> it looks it's like a Thunderbird
2: craft. Remember <laughs> the Thunderbirds? Got Thunderbirds oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: totally. That's, a, <laughs> that's Thunderbirds right there. So Thor's Warrior is now the same
3: universe. You heard it here first on no Gas
0: <laughs> <Guess> No Galaxy. <laughs> oh, you know what'd be next? Cuz I I almost was involved in a Captain Scarlet game.
1: No way. Oh, awesome. <laughs>
0: yeah, because because I was at one point someone found out I could sort of do like this Cary Grant impression. So I got tracked down by the guys this company that was making this Captain Scarlet game, you know.
1: Oh, and that would have been so British cool.
0: Company. And at the very end it's like they were making this game they had everything done and then they had to totally drop it so it became vaporware because they couldn't come to some agreement with uh, the, the owners of the property you know Jerry Anderson or whoever it was at the time that owned it but yeah it was I was all signed up to do it and it was like oh this is great because I,
1: I that would have been goofy so fun as it
0: looks now I totally grew up on that show
1: <laughs> to- man same here I mean that was a classic and I agree that's, that's exactly stupid. what it looks like. Oh, yeah, Stingray,
0: Thunderbird, all those things. That used to be around here, anyway, in the old days when there wasn't cable, but it used to be, those are the things you could watch on Sunday morning (laughs) around here. (laughs) Yep. If you didn't want to go to church.
1: (laughs) And I was in that group. So, anyway, uh, Donar and Corsair added to MechWarrior Living Legends. Very cool. Okay, we have a note in here regarding MechWarrior Prime, an update from Nano. Uh, MechWarrior Prime, this is, uh, for those of you who didn't didn't uh, tune in to last week's episode, which will be up on the site soon, we were talking about this MechWarrior Prime project that Phil found, which was basically one that we hadn't seen before, that was put uh, had been putting out, they had a, basically a little teaser trailer of it's a... Even,
3: it's not even so much we didn't even see, it's like none of us knew what it we was. We didn't
1: know about it, we didn't know anything, yeah. And oh, so we didn't yeah, know... Yeah, apparently Nano does. Um, anyway, we saw that, wondered what the heck the story was behind it. And uh, so Nano says, MechWarrior Prime was the original name for MechWarrior 5, though we did not know that at the time. This game was canceled uh, in posts on public forums by, by Vaughn. So uh, he's a developer at FASA. Uh, certain images all eventually came out years later, but the video is new. And yeah, we all wonder how it was obtained, how it got posted. I'm just reading what he says. I used a lot of other MechWare Prime images to redo my video, The Remnant. Narrated oh, by yeah, George. I did that. Yeah, yeah, I remember doing that. Yep. Whoa! We got to link that. I want to watch that. Somebody oh, link that. It's <laughs> riveting. That's kind of cool, though. You have some history with this thing that we had no idea what it was. And see, it's again, Six Degrees of Duncan Fisher. It's just a constant terror train, isn't it? <laughs> you, you own this universe, man. Well, when's the money going to start pouring in? Right. (laughs) Moving on to Uh, MechTech. I know we touched on this last week also, the new website, and um, that's pretty much it. Possibly new uh, news in the near future. I saw Phil was talking to uh, one of the guys from there yesterday, so uh, maybe we'll have some info and we are up to 585 likes on facebook if uh you or any of your friends have not liked us yet get the word out there we're we're shooting for our 600 mark so give us some feedback give us a like and i want to thank the live studio audience tonight again for coming out thank you for taking the time and um thanks to everyone our community and our staff members and everybody that supports this show this was your local No Guts, No Galaxy Mech Warrior podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. This is Darren. This
3: is
0: Brandon, also known as Katrick
4: This is Alec, a.k.a. Greg.
1: This is George,
0: and I do want to thank you all for coming out. It was great. And this is
2: Alex.
1: Until next time, Mech Warriors.